The Grandmother Stories Seeking Light in Dark Times Hello, I'm Katherine Matheson. Writer, grandmother, crone, aspiring wise woman. I've walked this earth through six decades and even the fools among us can see the situation in this world that our children will inherit is dire. This podcast is for my grandchildren to share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we are all seeking light in dark times. Episode 8, The Magic of Ley Lines and Your Connection with Them. This episode is a continuation of Episode 6, which began a story about the stones and their songs and the way they connect the patterns in the earth, the patterns in the stars, and the patterns inside of you. Before we start, I want to acknowledge that I have a bit of a head cold, and so I apologize for the uh, particular hoarseness of my voice, but here we are. Thank you for your patience with this. If you haven't yet listened to Episode 6, When Stones Sing and What It Means, you can follow the link here or on thegrandmotherstories.com. That episode told the story of Kamina and her students, where they learned how to listen to the stones. In this episode, Kamina learns how to respond to a particular kind of message from the stones. In episode 6, we talked about the science behind the Earth's electromagnetic field, and in this episode, we take the next step with the study of the patterns that form and move within this field, and the research showing how the ancients tapped into these patterns. Author Hugh Newman has studied and written about this subject for decades, and in a presentation at a conference focused on the megalithic age in the United Kingdom in 2020, he demonstrated that across the planet Earth there is, quote, a supergrid involving polyhedral forms, ley lines, energy currents, somatics, and archaeoastronomical alignments. His presentation also showed how, quote, the ancients manipulated natural magnetic earth currents, not only for enhancing fertility of their crops and weather modification, but also to get into altered states. The ancients also understood how to enchant the landscape and maintain a level of higher consciousness across the planet, end quote. You can find a link to this fascinating presentation in the notes for this episode at thegrandmotherstories.com. It is called Earth Grids and Ley Lines, The Invisible Super Science of the Megalith Builders.
What this points to, dear grandchildren, is the ancient knowledge of the earth as a powerful and energetic presence with measurable currents and patterns that could be felt and worked with for the benefit of both the earth and humanity. This is the essential ingredient, this relationship the ancients had with the earth and its energies. It helped people because it brought healing and fertility to them and to the land they lived on. And it helped the land because it connected the hearts of the people with each other, with the land itself, and with something else so intangible that we need a story to help us begin to see what it is and why it's important. It is a level or two up from the lessons about listening to the music of the spheres of the stones, because working with the energies of the land involves the stones too, and the way they've been placed to align with each other, either in a circle of standing stones, or as a group of circles, or as a pile of specifically placed stones over a group of standing stones to form a cairn, or thoughtfully placed piles of stones anchoring the physical part of the landscape, or carefully cut and measured stones fitted together to hold a specific shape for all the ages ahead. Once, way back, during a long ago time when the songs of the stones were an important part of the life of the people, a new teacher, who had been working with a group of very young students, teaching them how to hear the song of the stones, heard something she had never heard before. Kamina was standing at the Stone of Discernment, the eighth of the fourteen giant grey stones in the outer circle. Each of her twenty students was busy with the particular stone that had chosen them during the sounding. It was their first time in the stone song, the three great stone circles where the people of the stones lived, in one of the fourteen grey pillars in the outer circle, the ten tall blue stones in the middle circle, or the five carven white quartz stones in the inner circle. The fives and sixes had walked right in, following the colors and sounds to the stone that had called them. Now the fours needed encouragement, but they were all connected now, and Kamina could see them all in her mind's eye, asking questions and talking much more than they listened. The stones are pleased, she thought, sending her joy at the realization into discernment, leaning back against its smooth, sun-warmed surface. You hear the words of the overtones they are willing to share with the children. And yes, these children are among the best we've seen in many generations, said discernment. But do you also hear what they whisper in the undertones? It's rude to listen too deeply, replied Kamina. Even my students know this. Except when we allow it. Today, we allow it. Today, we need you to listen as deeply as you can, dear one. We have ascending to share. Kamina stiffened. Ascending, but only the elders may. Let, let, me, let me call. Ascending must be shared with the eldest present. 
and it must be shared as close to the moment of its arrival as possible. This is you, dear one, and the moment is now. As if discernment's tone was not always stern enough, its tone now accepted no further argument. Will you be able to shield the young ones? she asked. We will. This sending is coming directly through discernment and into your knowing alone, she heard compassion whisper. Do not worry. We will contain the young ones until the sending is completed. Dear compassion, third of the fourteen great gray stones. Kamina could sense now that she had the attention of the entire stone song, even though many were doing double duty in communicating with her students. Thank you. She sent a wave of gratitude through all three circles. Then she squared her shoulders and turned to face discernment. Placing both hands on the towering gray stone, she closed her eyes. I am ready. This sending has come from our cousins connected to Anrel Yuel, the brightest star, the navel in the night sky, said discernment. A delegation arrives with the next solar eclipse to confer with the wise ones. They are crossing the star roads to speak of a ripple in the pattern. Gather and be ready. Kamina heard the words in her heart as a space opened in the stone, like a doorway, and she seemed to be standing at the edge of a vast ribbon of light that connected her directly with another doorway in another stone circle at the other end of the galaxy. The person standing there was also holding their hands out to the sending stone they were speaking to, and Kamina recognized the face of the star cousin even as he recognized her. Your sending has been heard, she sent back. Your message will be passed to those who must hear it, and a reply will be sent soon. Komina felt a wave of relief and gratitude from both the star cousin and the stone song as she closed the contact. Like she'd been receiving sendings all her lifetime, she thought rather than doing this for the first time ever. Thank you for sharing this sending with me, she told the stone song. I will return soon with a reply. She took a moment to watch her students in their first conversations with the stones. They were, each of them, wrapped and shining completely at home with their stones. She noticed Emer, one of the fours who had been the most apprehensive, animatedly explaining something to Prophecy, the eighth tall blue stone in the middle circle. They are doing so well, she thought. Kamina sang a series of clear notes and began walking sunwise around the outer circle, motioning for her students to follow behind her. It took two circuits before they were all with her 
following in single file. Together, they made a third circuit, humming as Kamina gathered and then wove together all the colors that had found their way into the circle during their time there, hovering now above the stone song. And as they left, the circle of swirling color settled and blended into the stone song, leaving a final blessing with the people of the stones. None of the children minded going home early, and they were too full of their experiences to wonder at the preoccupied look their teacher had as they said their goodbyes, waving as they ran off in twos and threes, heading for their homes. Kalmina's smile faded as she turned back toward the stone song. It was time to meet her elder. Her urgent call to him, sent while she was shepherding her students back to the village, had been both clear and direct. Stone song sending just received. Meet there soonest. Merlin had been her teacher when she was a five, and the lesson she gave today had been first learned from him. He might be archmage now, but she still considered him her best teacher. She went over his lessons about the pattern as she hurried along the worn track. A pattern repeats endlessly, with regular and expected movements, within ever-moving cycles. It is the work of the wise ones to watch and measure all patterns, especially the great ones, because they are the blueprints of the universe, and they hold the intentions of the Creator, he had said. She remembered it had been a soft gray afternoon, and there was a chill wind promising cold rain soon to fall. She had shivered and wished for a bowl of hot soup, finding his words less daunting than the weather. Merlin's voice had droned on. As inhabitants within this shared galaxy, our people are part of the Council of Wisdom and Light. They consult on pattern wisdom, ranging from the small to the massive, and there is a pattern, too, in their communication, from, between, and among the stars. On the rare occasion when a ripple of great change is detected, they travel to the place where the impact will be greatest, first to help advise, and then to help begin the work of preparation. Here. They are coming here, thought Kamina. Change is coming here. He was waiting for her at the meeting place, halfway from the forest to the entrance of the stone song. His grim expression surprised her, because he almost always smiled when he greeted her. Kamina, he held her gaze as she walked up to him. Today is a day I have looked for, the day you were chosen to receive ascending. I knew it would be soon, but even the colors of the littlest among us cannot lift the sense of foreboding I feel coming from the stone song, and now from you. Speak your experience. He closed his eyes as she spoke. Merlin remained silent for a time after she finished speaking. When he opened his eyes, he looked shaken. That this is the first sending you have been given is in itself a message. We will speak of this later but we both have too much to do and not much time. Kamina, 
return to the stone song and send this reply. This sending is a response from your cousins connected to Eru, the blue jewel in the eye of the Creator. With deep gratitude for your watchfulness and your wisdom, our wise ones will receive you. We are ready. With that, he turned and strode away, making for the wood chant, where the ancient grove of giant oak and towering yew and gnarled hawthorn trees crowned a long sloping hill in the distance. Wood chant, where the wise ones were already waiting for him. Follow when you can, he said in her head. Dear grandchildren, ley lines are a part of the Earth's electromagnetic field, and Earth's electromagnetic field is connected to all the other planets and stars in our galaxy and beyond. If the ancients could map and understand the energy fields of this planet, might they also have had the ability to communicate with our distant star cousins and even to read and travel the star roads? by tapping into the energies they were able to harness using stone circles, cairns, ring forts, and pyramids. We will return to the world of the stone song and the wood chant in future episodes to learn more about the ripple in the pattern and what it meant for Kamina and her people. But now, to the importance of ley lines and your connection to them, dear grandchildren. Just because we live in a mechanical world where all things electronic and communication and even travel are somehow connected to external machines and networks, who is to say that in the age of magic all these things were possible without all this external technology? The wonders of your being are more than DNA deep. The mechanics of your arms and legs and brain are animated by something still intangible to science, still unknown and maybe unknowable to science. But your bare feet upon the earth gives you a connection with the earth because that is closer to the stone song and the wood chant than you can ever guess. Because just like the earth, you have an electromagnetic field. And just like the fours and fives and sixes in Kamina's world, you are capable of connecting with the earth in a way that is just pure fun. And that energy you feel when you do connect with the earth... No matter where you are standing, odds are good that you are within at least an arm's length of a line that leads to a ley line, a natural earth power running beneath your feet. Dear grandchildren, when you attune yourself to the patterns in the earth and the energies of its stones, you are opening your heart to the possibility that your magic can help to heal and transform this planet. And I believe this is a part of the reason you are here. Thank you for listening to Episode 8 of The Grandmother Stories. I'm Catherine Matheson, writer, grandmother, crone, aspiring wise woman. See you soon. This podcast is for my grandchildren to share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find, even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, 
just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, and your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we are all seeking light in dark times.